0: i uh-huh. uh-huh.
1: Podcast where we review and discuss every episode of Doctor Who, one Doctor at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson.
0: I'm Nick Jimenez. and
2: I'm Scott Corelli.
1: And today on the show, we'll be discussing Black Orchid, the Fifth Doctor's fifth story. Yeah,
2: yeah, Black Orchid. Uh, a lot of dancing in this one, guys. <laughs> so, so Black Orchid is a story that is very, very unpopular among. Uh, classic who fans especially um really especially old school fans uh okay. they hate this story um it was it it has made a lot of like worst of lists oh it's
1: not uh, that bad
2: it's it's not bad I think it's one of the best fifth doctor stories to be honest mm-hmm. um I love black orchid but it is uh it is not uh and and I think that it has Earned a place in a sort of um I don't know, it has a it has a resurgence of popularity, uh, where people are sort of revisiting it. Um newer classic Who fans like us are mm-hmm. revisiting and being like, What are you guys talking about? This story's great. Uh, so that's been happening a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean at the time it was not viewed very well. That had a you know, a big part of that was the fact that you know, Black Orchid was the first Doctor Who story without any science fiction stuff uh since 1967. Um wow. that was that was the last time uh The Highlanders, which we've have covered already. Uh per, The Highlanders happened and then that was the last historical until Black Orchid.
1: What? Uh,
2: yeah. Pure wow. historical. Yep. Um, so, uh, so Black Orca was kind of a big deal for that, but apparently Dr. Who fans had moved on from that sort of story and that that's not what they wanted the show to be. So everyone decided that this episode was garbage, uh, boring garbage. Um, it's neither of those things. Uh, so the other thing is that, um, it's two parts, which this was the first two part story since the Centauran experiment in 1975, and uh, it was uh, accidentally a two-part story. So what happened was that John Ethan Turner had uh, raised the uh, – he had secured a budget for 28 episodes a season uh, when he took over the show with uh, the 18th season, the final uh, Tom Baker season.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, 28 episodes, which allowed for uh, a perfect set of four-part stories. And uh, the reason for that was that John Nathan-Turner really didn't like six-part stories and felt that uh, that tradition had been uh, sort of, you know, w- w- the world had moved on from that. And uh, that six-part ep- up episodes couldn't really um, hold any water anymore. So he wanted strictly four-part stories, and that's what he did in uh, season 18. When it came to season 19, he secured this, exactly the same budget. Uh, but he also wanted to try and stretch out doctor who and and uh film a pilot for a spin-off uh and that spin-off was going to be the uh the one-hour pilot for uh canine and company <laughs> which was going to star Yay. uh elizabeth elizabeth laden <laughs> and canine uh as like basically like uh you know uh alien detectives i don't know um but yeah they were like going to s- solve stuff uh she was going to you know it was basically a precursor to what would become later on the sarah jane adventures uh it was mm-hmm. it was sort of a 1980s equivalent of that and uh he wanted to go shoot this pilot well the bbc wouldn't give him any more money for it uh, they're like, just take it out of the Doctor Who budget. So rather than taking out the budget entirely out of like stories and making a cheaper season, instead, he just subtracted two episodes uh, budget and gave it to canine and company, which meant that there needed to be a, uh, a, a two episode story in uh, season 19. And that brought us to. Uh, Black Orchid, which is written by Terrence Dudley, the guy who did Four to Doomsday. And to be totally honest, I didn't know that it was the same guy. And then when I read this background, I was like, oh, that makes complete sense because this feels so much like Four to Doomsday Mm -hmm. in that it's like a bunch of people hanging out doing weird stuff and the doctor and his companions are just there checking it out (laughs) and hanging out with everybody. Like it's it's like (laughs) kind of the same vibe. Um, and, uh, yeah, so he was like, yeah, I've got this idea for an Agatha Christie story. Um, it's a murder mystery with the, with the doctor and cricket and, uh, you know, 1925 England and this whole thing. And, uh, they, they approved it, but, um, they were, uh, a little trepidatious about the idea of, uh, it only being, um, uh, just like being a pure historical, but, they rolled with it uh, and then they ended up giving it to uh, it was actually um, it wasn't Nathan Turner who disliked the idea, but it was like everyone else involved. And so Nathan Turner, at, at, at for a certain point, he was going to direct it himself because no one else uh, saw merit in it. Um, but ultimately, the uh, production of K-9 and Company uh, stopped him from doing that, so instead he tried to find a director who had never worked before and he found mm. Ron Jones who had done like a co- he had directed a couple of segments on Blue Peter and he had uh, recently completed bbc 's director 's course, uh, which was something that they put. Um, stage directors and production managers and things on to become directors. And, uh, he had just recently completed that and, and as a result, got those, uh, segment gigs on blue Peter and, uh, Nathan Turner liked what he did there. And so we offered him, uh, this story and, and obviously Ron Jones took it in a heartbeat and then would actually go on, uh, to direct time flight, uh, later on, um, So not that that's anything to brag about, Um, but, (laughs) but, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a really fun story. And the thing that I'll I'll say about it, um, is I, I, I think this is the most fifth doctor story period. Like this, Mm -hmm. this is the one where I'm just like, Oh, this is where he belongs is in a story (laughs) like this. Like this is perfect for him. Um, yeah. So I, I, I really like that. Uh, Overall, I mean, there's not any like, you know, there's not any like crazy behind the scenes drama. It's very straightforward. Um, Mostly it was, uh, you know, it's just the fault of K-9 and company that it exists. But uh, that's it. And, uh, you know, it's it's a good one. Another great thing that little robot dog has done for us. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Um, You you you've heard that he's coming back right in the new season. (gasps) What? Oh, have you not heard that? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's back in the new season. Oh my
1: god!
0: And and what and what and what do we know? Like what we don't we like don't know like, we
2: don't like, know everything. We just know that she has been seen filming scenes with K nine at her side.
1: Oh my god! Yes. Oh
2: my god! Yeah. <laughs> oh man, guys. <laughs>
1: Wait. Okay. So she has three companions and K nine. Apparently. Wow. That's all right. Oh my god! Party bus <laughs> artist.
2: <laughs> it is a part, yeah, it's the it's the fun view. Mm. <laughs> um yeah, so that's uh anyway, so that's Black Orchid. Um speaking of things that K9 have has given us given to us, given unto us. Uh oh, <laughs> there's also this really great uh bit where uh Matthew Waterhouse uh hated dancing because he's a child. Um <laughs> He's a, he's a, he was a boy child and uh, mm-hmm. didn't, didn't, didn't like dancing. And so he didn't want to learn the choreography. So he was like, hey, so maybe instead of dancing, maybe Adric is like really hungry and just wants to hang out at the buffet table. And they're just like, whatever, man. I'm not. <laughs> Dude, it's fine. Yeah, Just say you don't want to dance, Matthew. Matthew. <laughs> Matthew Waterhouse being, uh, you know, uh, notoriously difficult to work with. Um, so there you go. Uh, all right. Well, so uh,
1: part one, Black Orchid, part one, written by Terrence Dudley, directed by Ron Jones, produced by John Nathan Turner, script edited by Eric Sayward. Airdate March 1st, 1982 The TARDIS lands at an empty train station platform in rural England in the 1920s. The doctor and his companions, Adric, Nyssa, and Tegan, walk around to the front of the station and find a chauffeur who says he's been waiting for the doctor. Confused but also delighted, the doctor and his companions go with the driver and arrive at Cranley Hall. Once there, the doctor plays cricket at the behest of Lord Charles Cranley, and he and his companions are invited to a masquerade ball afterwards. In the sitting room of the large manor house, the doctor sees a black orchid in a display case and asks about it. Lady Cranley explains that her eldest son, George, was a botanist, and was unfortunately killed in an expedition to the Amazon. Further conversation is interrupted by the appearance of Lord Charles, accompanied by his fiancée, Anne, who looks exactly like Nyssa. After introductions, the TARDIS crew head up to their rooms to prepare for the ball. As the doctor is bathing, someone uses a secret passage to access his room and steal the Harlequin costume and mask provided for him. Curious about the noise, he investigates, and ends up trapped in the secret passage as the door locks behind him. As he investigates the passageway, the doctor stumbles across a dead body in a storage closet. At the party, Nyssa and Anne wear matching costumes and masks as a prank. Tegan dances and Adric eats a bunch of food. The mysterious figure in the stolen costume whisks Anne away in a dance, which leads the two of them back inside, away from the party outside. When she tries to head back to the party, the mysterious figure suddenly becomes violent. And when a servant comes to Anne's aid, the figure strangles him and faints.
2: Open yeah. opens with a strangulation, which is probably one of the most abrupt openings. to it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's uh, you know, it's it, and yet and yet <laughs> yeah. it does set the tone. It does. It mm-hmm. does. But I just love that you're just, like, we open on feet and, like, somebody getting strangled and then dropped to the ground. Um, That is – it's just – it's so – it's such a dynamic way to open a story and it's not what you're used to from Classic Who. You're not – there's not a lot of dynamic moments in Classic Who. Mm -hmm. And so – sure um, it's it's uh it's impressive to me it feels very modern this whole story feels uh more modern than dated to me uh yeah on the writing right I,
0: I, it reminded me the most more than anything else just top the to bottom uh of the unicorn of the wasp oh yeah of course well episodes. agatha christie yeah 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 and 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 i i just especially coming off of Uh, Revenge of the Cybermen, which, you know, felt very laborious and and kind of bloated. I thought this story was so swift and not just because it was two parts, but just, yeah, it it was just like a quick little uh, novella.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So. Yeah. So
0: the strangulation. Yeah. So the
2: strangulation and then uh, somebody else comes and takes, takes the person who killed the other person away and ties them to a bed. And we don't see anyone we just see feet and hands and necks and that's it mm-hmm. um it's really uh it's you could tell that uh that Ron Jones was really trying to show off as a director having never done it before you know like mm-hmm. he had something to prove and uh and i think he proved it i think he did a really good job with the story to be honest um i think it's really good uh even if time flight leaves a lot to be desired <laughs> but I don't, I don't blame him for that.
1: No, I don't either. (laughs) Um,
2: so, (laughs) so the doctor, so the TARDIS arrives at the train station and, uh, they're like, Oh, like, what are we, what are we doing? What are we doing here? And, uh, he's like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to control this thing. (laughs) And, (laughs) And then, and they all leave. And I, I love that moment where Tegan's like, tegan's like wow this is like this is before i was born and b- born and and the doctor just turns her and goes yeah amazing right <laughs> like, like it's just like you know you're in a time machine right
1: did uh, you forget
2: did uh. you, you forget how this works uh what i i i loved that um Again, talking about talking about a thing that uh, you know connects doctors together, like that was a very like Tom Baker thing to do. It's like mm-hmm. just make fun of your companion for being a moron. Uh, but he does and, that
1: constantly with Tegan, though. Like, and yeah, it's only Tegan. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> well, Adric gets it a lot in the next yeah, story.
1: That's true. Poor. Adric. <laughs>
2: and then, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so... So, uh, uh, okay. So they show up at this, at this train station and uh, they're like walking around because they're just like, Why did the TARDIS bring us here? And this uh, this this chaperone guy is like, This driver has like a sign and he's like waiting for the doctor. And the doctor's like, Oh, check this out. Yes, I'm the doc. He's, he's like, Yes, I'm the you know, I'm 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 hello and he's just like oh you know we were waiting for you he's like oh have you and he's like yes you're the doctor right and he's like what what
1: yeah yes
2: (laughs) and it's (laughs) it's the best like backfiring of a moment for the doctor because he's just like i'm gonna take advantage of this driver guy and then he's actually waiting for him the doctor's like so thrown Mm -hmm. uh it's great i love that uh but we get and, and and it's
0: a and it's an example of why this episode feels more modern than other classic whos. It's a little bored, self aware. Yeah,
2: totally, totally. Um, so the driver gets really distracted by Nissa, and this is just like Nissa doesn't put up with 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 nobody's crap, and she's just like, "Why are you staring at me?" <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry," and he's like really embarrassed and looks away, and then takes them out uh to to this mansion, um, and. Uh, there's a cricket game going on and they basically brought the doctor out to play cricket and the doctor just like goes for it. And we yeah, get, he's
1: like, this is the greatest day of my entire life.
2: Oh my <laughs> God. We just get treated to like a five minute sequence of just watching <laughs> the doctor play cricket. It
1: was,
0: it, and I, I, I really, I'm, 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 I'm being too insecure about this, but it, it reminded me a lot of, uh of the, uh, the lodger. Uh huh.
1: Yeah. With the soccer when, game. When,
0: when, when, yeah, when Eleven is just... I i i like those moments where the doctor is allowed to just be a jock.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I Just, like, where he's, like, allowed to just do really normal things, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. and have fun. Yeah, like, yeah. And
2: enjoy himself. And he's, like... And it's so long that, like, first he goes up to bat. <laughs> and yeah. he bats... He bats, like... He bats, like, seven times. And, like, scores them, like, 700 million points. And then... <laughs> And then they're like, oh, do you want to pitch? And he's like, great. I'm great at pitching. And then, and then he pitches like a whole round. And it's just – you think when he's done batting, you think, you think it's done. And then they're like, oh, no, now we're going to get a pitching montage. <laughs> it's, oh, it's amazing. Um, it's amazing. This episode th- – this is only a two-part episode and there's filler. It's incredible. Um, I love it. I just, that's why I love this story is because it's just so chill. It's got a real chill Mm -hmm. vibe to that. So uh, there's that really great moment where they take him into the house and they're just like, they're talking about the master of the house, but they just keep calling him the master. And the doctor goes, The master. Yeah. (laughs) They're just like, Yes, of the house. And he's like, Oh, right. Yes, of course. Oh, right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Good.
2: I love that. Um, And then we meet Nissa's doppelganger, which I hate the doppelganger trope. I hate it. Um mm-hmm. in stories, I it's so tedious and fake and it's just the most TV movie thing. Uh and I despise it. I really really do. Um I I mean I assume it all kind of started with uh the prince and the popper. It's probably the first like
1: Oh yeah, true.
2: kind of like doppelganger story, but like it it just it happens all the time and I hate it. At least with the at least in the case of um the parent trap, they're like actual twins, not like just random, random happenstance yeah. of DNA <laughs> that allows them to look like they're exactly the same person. Sure. Um, literally, like Nissa is from another planet and yet has a doppelganger on Earth. It is. Oh, my
1: God. Scott, please never watch Jupiter Ascending. Um,
2: I, will, I won't. I won't. I'm it's, good.
1: It's wonderful. But yeah, anyway.
2: It's very. Wonderful. That's really the plot of it. the movie. <laughs> I, I hate I hate doppelgangers. It's so stupid. Um, anyway, uh, but
0: but you look like my. <laughs> I, sorry, I
2: can't.
0: I can't not think about that movie and not think about about Eddie. Yeah, Eddie
1: yeah, that's fair. Oh that's my fair. god, that's
2: that's the first thing I thought of. I was like, oh, does Red, <laughs> Eddie Redmayne have a doppelganger um, <laughs> off camera, off before the movie starts?
0: <laughs> Uh, Channing Tatum's character attacks Eddie Redmayne's character and rips out his throat. Wow. All
2: right. Well, and I
0: only know that because I like read an interview somewhere. That's
2: not in the movie at all. <laughs> so I don't uh, I don't like the doppelganger trope. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I will say uh, Nissa's Doppelganger, who obviously is 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 played by uh, played by Sarah Sutton um, with her. 1920s Bob is just the most adorable person on mm-hmm. the
0: planet. And Yeah, I was I was into her whole her whole
2: life. Yeah, I was like I, I was like, can we like can we like trade places for a little while? Like just just for funsies? Like just to see what that's like? <laughs> um I don't know. Uh she was great. You know who
0: would have been you would know have would have been great to have a doppelganger as Susan. If Susan just had like a really cool doppelganger
2: <laughs> that was like that had like I have friends my own age. <laughs> She's got like those big uh Jackie O white sunglasses. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um <laughs>
0: very very
2: chic. Yes. Uh, chic. Chic. Hey. <laughs>
1: <Hi>. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> oh my oh,
2: god. That's uh, there, there's like one person listening to this going, hey, I get that reference." <laughs> anyway. Oh, my um uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I I only I did that just for Nick um like a magic trick uh so (laughs) chic um (laughs) uh tegan so so they they're all invited to the party um this little dinner party this costume party that they're doing and uh tegan gets her outfit i just love i love her tinkerbell dress Mm -hmm. it is Mm
0: -hmm. it is awesome um, yeah, and it's it's moments like that where it's like it's fun. Like the characters get to dress up, and someone has a yeah.
2: twin. It, it just it
0: feels very it's, fun. Well,
2: and it's it's very modern again because yeah, we're so yeah, used yeah. to watching the show where the where the character, you know, the Doctor, but even the companions. Just wear the same outfit all the time like it's a uniform. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in Modern Who, we're used to the companion having a different outfit every episode and getting to dress up in the time period and everything. Uh, and we so rarely get that in Classic Who that when we get it here, it just feels so modern. Uh, the the idea mm-hmm. that they're all wearing like different costumes for a story is just mm-hmm. crazy. Um I mean, later in the story. So the doctor gets a uh, Harlequin costume that he's going to put on and he goes to uh, sort of freshen up and he's he he gets undressed and puts on a paisley robe and someone the 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 foot murderer um, (laughs) takes. We only see their feet for a really long time. The the, the foot murderer steals the Harlequin outfit uh, to go murder some people in it. And when the doctor comes out and sees it's gone. He finds a secret passage that the guy come, came through and uh, and goes through and then gets locked in there in his Paisley robe. Mm-hmm. So for like a whole episode, he's just bumming around going on a Paisley robe adventure.
1: It is something else. It is oh. pretty choice. <laughs> oh, my God. He's it is he, awesome.
0: No other doctor. No other doctor could have ever worn a robe as well.
2: Uh, I think David Tennant pulled off a robe. In oh, that's Christmas very invasion. true. That's very true.
0: Um, yeah, he's very like like like
2: bedtime story. Yeah, but he's yeah. but he's based on he's his his doctor was five, so that checks out. Oh my god! Yeah, wow! Bed bathrobes I and mean, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I also love the how uh, how Tegan and uh, her doppelganger are just instant besties.
0: Yes, I I I, I like that. I liked how it wasn't. Two, yeah, two people, like, not trusting each other. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. there, there's
2: no there, – they're not, like, competitive. They're just like, wow, we look the same. Let's be friends. And then they just – it's They skip straight to act two of the parent Trap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're, they're, they're just wearing they, – they get the same costume and they're wearing the same, like, butterfly costume with the same headdress so that they can troll everyone into, into not knowing which is which. Um, <laughs> which ends up being not a great idea. No, not a great <laughs> idea. Uh, but I – i i i do uh i do really like that um but then this ends with uh with with the foot murderer in the harlequin outfit uh coming across um he he attacks the uh tegan's doppelganger
1: uh nissa's doppelganger
2: or yeah sorry nissa's doppelganger um and uh and then uh attacks her and then somebody comes out to stop them and then they get into a, what I can only describe as a choking contest um, <laughs> because they're both choking each other simultaneously and basically seeing who chokes out the other one first.
1: It's like murder chicken.
2: Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's murder chicken. Um And that's the cliffhanger is the choking contest. <sighs>
1: It's I pretty love great. this story. Like on un-iro- <laughs> like unironically I love no, this No,
0: yeah. Not even like in a so bad it's yeah. Good. I thought it was like really fun. like this yeah.
1: is this is my jam because it's like it's super like weird and like weirdly Victorian but twenties and like super Jane Eyre and like Phantom of the Opera and I'm just like, Yeah, this is yeah. this is my stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah, we need I mean all of all of uh you know Caves of Androzani uh notwithstanding. Because mm-hmm. Kazim Andrizzani isn't necessarily a great Fifth Doctor story. It's just a great episode of Doctor Who. Like you could probably put any Doctor in that story and it would be just as good. Oh, mm-hmm. um, uh, okay. But 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 the the Fifth Doctor's best stories, the ones that are like his, that feel like his, are always ones that have the that sort of Victorian and or 1920s element to them. Because even Um, even um, Enlightenment sort of has that vibe to it. And it's one of his best stories uh, because he just fits so well in that world.
0: Yeah, he just, he just, well, it's like- He's a gentleman. Yes, his his version of masculinity really plays well to that society. So I think people in that society are like, oh, we understand this dude. Yeah. Whereas like four would have been like, what the kids get away from that crazy man. (laughs) Right, (laughs) right um it's, which again is very very tenant tenant was a,
2: a user friendly doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that's true. And and some of his best stories were ones like that. I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. Um when I I lo- I loved Unicorn and the Wasp when I revisited it and or uh, or even even like in a dark way
0: I could see uh Five being really interesting in uh what what's that one where him and him and Donna go on a vacation and then he goes on a bus by himself.
2: Oh yeah, um Oh, Midnight. what is that episode? Midnight, yep. Mm-hmm. Midnight, yeah. Yeah. He would be great in that story. Because
0: like, he's like the most decent one and to see him get like challenged in that way. Right. As
2: existentially. Totally, totally. And then well and, and he would be great in uh five would be great in Girl in the Fireplace.
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
2: Oh wow, yeah. Yeah. Um it's uh it's interesting. You could really swap ten and five a lot. Um, That's for a lot of their stories. Oh my God. Can you imagine 10 in caves of Androzani? Um, oh, wow. <laughs> I love that.
1: Hmm. No, I, you don't think
0: so? I... Oh, she, she, she's, she's thinking about it. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. It's... Yeah. I know you haven't.
1: <laughs> Cause like <laughs> caves is such like a, to me, it's like such a quintessentially five story.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I don't I see I I um, I uh, I don't know. I don't know if I agree that it is. But I I I love it. I yeah, love it. I yeah. think it's one of the best if not the best classic Who story. Period. But
1: and, like it's weird cuz that's not even my favorite five like fifth doctor story.
2: Right. See, but that's what I mean. It's not my favorite Fifth Doctor story, but it's my favorite story of do- of Classic Who.
1: That's okay. That, that should
2: make sense. Yeah. Except yeah, yeah, yeah. that it. I don't. I. I think it works. It would work for any Doctor. I really do. Mm. Um. Anyway, maybe not the first Doctor, but everybody else. Um,
1: oh no, the first Doctor would be like, "I don't care about. Let's leave.
2: Like, <laughs> yeah, let's get out of here. <laughs> I'm getting leave. out of here, and you're not going to stop me." <laughs> <laughs>
1: five minutes into the first episode and it's just done get out of my way (laughs) um anyway uh so episode two um black orchid part two written by terrence dudley directed by ron jones produced by john nathan turner script edited by eric sayward air date march 2nd 1982 The doctor finds Lady Cranley and her servant Latoni in one of the secret passages and shows them the body. He agrees to not tell the other guests to avoid causing panic and returns to his room where the stolen costume is waiting for him. The doctor puts it on, unaware of what happened downstairs. In one of the rooms off the secret passage, Anne wakes on a strange bed as her assailant hides under it. Panicking, she runs out the door and straight into Lady Cranley, who consoles her. Latoni ties up the mysterious figure, who has a disfigured face and no tongue. The body of the strangled servant has been discovered, and as the doctor comes downstairs in his costume, Anne points to him as the murderer. The doctor tries to explain that there's been a misunderstanding and looks to Lady Cranley to corroborate his story, but she refuses, and the doctor and his companions are taken into police custody and head to the police station for further questioning. On the way, the doctor begs to stop at the railway station to get back to the TARDIS, but the TARDIS is no longer there. As it turns out, the TARDIS has been brought to the police station, and the doctor opens it and invites the police chief inside to prove his trustworthiness. They all use the TARDIS to return to the manor. Back at the house, the mysterious figure has escaped his restraints, attacking Latoni and setting the door on fire in order to escape the room. He makes his way downstairs as Charles, Anne, and Lady Cranley are speaking. Startled, he runs into the doctor and his companions and grabs Nyssa, taking her with him back upstairs into the rapidly spreading fire. Lady Cranley finally explains that the figure is her son George, who was maimed during his expedition and has been living in the house in secret ever since. Anne was previously engaged to George, explaining his earlier kidnapping but the doctor is concerned for Nyssa's safety once George realizes he has the wrong girl with him. The doctor attempts to make his way up through the house to get to him as Charles climbs up the side where they confront George on the roof. The doctor coaxes George to let go of Nyssa and Charles tries to embrace his long-lost brother, but George slips and falls off the roof to his death.
2: Episode 2, we... We get the lady of the house having a really weird reaction to a dead body and then having a lot of weird reactions to further dead bodies. Um, yes.
1: She is so chill. She
0: is. She is. Her- and you can't... You. I don't know if this is on purpose, but you can't tell if it's just like that generational resolve that upper class people had. But then it's like, oh, wait, this person actually might be legit hiding something.
2: Right, or- right. Uh, she... <laughs> There is um if I had to point out a weak part of this story I would say it's her character because um it it, it she kind of fulfills a uh a like a deus ex machina of conflict where mm. like there would be no conflict in this story if she wasn't just like lying through her teeth yeah Constantly,
0: yes, and and, and then she's
2: actually, and then she's so yeah. easily forgiven at the end of the story.
0: Yeah, you know, I. It's funny that we're talking about doppelgangers because one of my pet peeves when it comes to to, to stories, and maybe it's maybe it's I, I've been infected with improv because we're taught in improv this is a very like bad cricket as 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 a doctor might say, uh, <laughs> it, 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 in uh, keeping secrets. Like for example, if we were doing a scene where. Cat uh, Cassandra and I were throwing Scott a birthday party it wouldn't be good improv for him to be like but he can't know about right. it because then the whole scene is keeping the ball away from Scott and not moving the story forward it's more interesting for Scott to learn about the birthday and then it's not right or it, it he reacts in a different way and so watching this story I was like I, I was getting so frustrated with her being like, "No, I didn't see anything." I was like, You're stopping the story from moving forward. Like, <laughs> and I, I found that interesting. Blaze like, "Oh, that's interesting that I don't like that a lot." Yeah, and so much of Doctor Who is like, you Under the Cybermen, There was like a dude who was like a secret agent. There's the, a lot mm-hmm. of Doctor Who stories are keeping secrets or lying or deception just to kind of keep the story
2: going mm-hmm. a little longer. Right, right. It, it, but in in this one in particular, it's just like it's it's. It's really distracting. Like, it's literally – the second story is just the doctor leading the cops around yeah, to places where <laughs> stuff should be he and they're like, not gets arrested, there. He, like. arrested. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's just <laughs> – Yeah, they get – there's a great shot of the whole gang in the, in the back of a cop car yeah. just kind of looking, like, glum.
2: <laughs> right. Well, I mean, because well, – stinks. I, and then the idea of, like, Nissa's doppelganger – just being like – just so adamant that it was the doctor that tried to kidnap yeah. her and kill that guy just because they're they're in the same costume? Like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: come on, man. Like, it's not I, – I mean, it's really easy to, to explain that someone else may have been wearing this costume. Um, it was just really frustrating, I guess, to watch. Or maybe it was mm-hmm. supposed Frustrated, to. It was supposed yeah. to be. But uh, it's – it was frustrating yeah. in like a way that I, I, I was like, I don't – I don't know if this is the best way to write this. (laughs) Right. Um, I, uh, so I, I, I was a little underwhelmed by the reveal of, of, uh, of, of the foot murderers, facial scars, because it wasn't, (laughs) it wasn't really a reveal. It was just like, they've been hiding him the whole story. And then he just like walks up to the bed. Like it's nothing. And he's got all these horrible facial scars. And you're like, Oh No, yeah um, and to be to be completely in 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 the in the spirit of honesty
0: we were talking last week about how a a corpse that was supposed to be alien didn't look alien at first uh-huh um my first instinct was that this guy
2: wasn't alien. <laughs> <laughs> oh fair that's funny yeah that's fair um and he just he just lets her go. 'Cause he, he he successfully kidnaps her, knocks her out, drags her back to his room, and then she wakes up in the bed after he like tucks her in, like real creepy. Uh and then <laughs> she bolts upright and then just runs for the door and leaves and he just lets her and then the the, the dude that they keep referring to as an Indian, which is really jarring. Um <laughs> throughout yeah. the story every time they- his character was very jarring yeah just in general but not unlike the characters in ford to doomsday mm, yeah in fact I, I would i would venture a guess that they were using some of the same costuming for him
1: mm, that makes sense oh,
2: yeah but uh yeah and, and he's like describing him and it just sounds he makes it makes him sound crazy because he's just like no there was a body in the in the closet and 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 the Indian. There was an Indian from Brazil, and he and he had a thing in his lip, and the, and they're the doc and the cops are just like, okay then. <laughs> the doctor's just like, I know what this sounds like. I love Frazzled Fifth Doctor. Yes, uh, yeah, it's like, oh, I actually think I'm not going to be able
0: to get
1: out of this.
2: Yeah, he's one of the only doctors that it's like five and two that are the ones that can seem the most frazzled and it's Mm -hmm. and it's fine um and it it works for the character i don't i can't imagine fun to see frazzled was he frazzled like that though very
0: much yeah maybe not i I guess like i guess when he was with donna he was i i like i like disoriented 10
2: oh yeah 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 like
0: like titanic coming through the tardis yeah
2: yeah like right
1: yeah (laughs)
2: what um Yeah, no, that was that. I mean, that's iconic. Um, but I don't know if I'd call that frazzled more than like, yeah, overwhelmed. Yeah, is such a, it's
0: such a it's such a liquidy
2: word. Yeah, yeah, true. Maybe I'm maybe my frazzle is different than what you're thinking. <laughs> maybe, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and he's just like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to tell you the truth. I'm a time lord. I'm a time traveler. <laughs> yeah, you true. read he, H.G. Wells, yeah. right? You know, <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was great. And they're like, I'm familiar with him. Yes. <laughs>
2: He's like, I'll take you – I'm going to show you something at the train station. They go. But then, of course, the TARDIS isn't there. So he's like, oh, man, I just can't get – get just can't catch a break. And then finally he's so happy to have found the TARDIS. They wheel – like the, the train people wheeled it off of the platform, which, yeah, fair. Um It's taking up space. <laughs> get it out of there. Hey, what the hell is that doing there? Yeah. They they wheel it out like off to the side, and they they find he's just like ah, just come in here. I don't I don't want to deal with this anymore. Like it's so funny because I feel like I feel like there's so many Doctor Who stories that could be two parts if the Doctor were just like, look at this thing. Yeah. Right. I'm right. Yeah. Just listen I, yeah, to me. That's
0: really what I. That's what I really appreciated. I I, I kept going back to the word swift. Uh huh. It just felt like a very swift story with not a, a huge amount of fat and. I, I and I think it, it was more enjoyable because of it. I, I actually am really surprised that this is an episode
2: that is is remembered so harshly. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's that great moment that I just, I, I, I just like you guys couldn't get anything else. Um, where Adric is on is at the food <laughs> is at the at the buffet and he's eating a plate of food. And right, and, yeah. and it's full. It's like it's like a full plate. It's just like towering over of food. And Nissa comes over and is just like, "Oh my god, you pig! Look at all that food. Is that a second helping, you monster? Um, you fat, <laughs> chubby, fat, fat pig monster." Um, and and Adric is just like, oh, "Leave me alone. I skipped breakfast." And you look at what's on his plate, and it's literally lettuce, celery, and beets. <laughs>
1: And then, like, a like, piece of chicken. And a piece of chicken. And she's just like, you pig, you
2: monster. And I, I, I just, like, leave, he's eating very healthy. Like, leave him alone. My God.
1: I love the idea of Matthew Waterhouse just wandering away from craft services with that same plate. And then they, like, go to film the take. And he's just eating his lunch while they, like, <laughs> film.
2: His lunch is a boiled chicken and some beets <laughs> and celery and lettuce. Here you go. <sighs> oh my god. Um. So so anyway, uh. So they take the TARDIS back over to the mansion, and uh, they they find out about about this guy. Now, okay. So his his deal was that he went to Brazil, and got his face melted and went crazy. Is that right? Yeah. He's like an explorer. Yeah um and he was he's uh
1: he like stole he, the pretty flower that they worshipped as a god, right and then the black orchid yeah and then they were just like well you gotta pay my dude and so they like scarred him and cut out his tongue and then he went crazy and i don't know right
2: and uh and he's he's uh doppelganger brother
1: is that right no they were engaged and they now- were engaged
2: like, Whose brother is he then? He's the he's someone's brother. He's the 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 lady. No, he's the he's guy. the
1: the current fiance's brother. So like basically oh, like wow, she was engaged to her the older brother. The older brother went crazy, and then the younger brother was like, oh, "I'll protect you." And that yeah, it's uncomfortable. Uh, oh
2: boy, <laughs> um, it's I feel it's like very, I've it's, seen it's, it's that very of the era. Isn't
1: that that's a that's a that's a thing
2: in a lot of movies, right? Where one brother replaces the dead brother
1: probably I feel like that
2: as a husband I feel like that happens mm-hmm. a lot in movies yeah um, uh, prison uh, what's that what's that
0: movie with Toby Maguire where he like comes back from war brothers <laughs> brothers yes <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, um,
0: oh man <laughs>
2: so anyway
0: God, pick a better pick a better <laughs>
2: So yeah, she he just wants to he just wants his fiance back, but he's also crazy and doesn't have a tongue and horribly scarred. And uh <laughs> uh his brother is like you know, she he finds out the truth that he's not dead and that he's been living in the house and and is a monster and whatever and uh and he, he's he's he is like very adamant. He's like, "Look, you just cuz what happens is like the guy um uh the the foot murderer like steal <laughs> he he kidnaps he kidnaps nissa thinking that it's his fiance mm-hmm. and takes her he he sets the mansion on fire and then goes to the roof and uh, to, with nissa and then um i guess his name is george george does this <laughs> so i george. i just i is this is that a, is it a george of the jungle reference is it is it cuz he was in the jungle I- Brazilian jungle it it
1: must be like there's that's a hell of a coincidence otherwise you know
2: right um so so George uh takes Nissa to the to the uh George the foot murderer takes uh (laughs) takes Nissa to the roof and and his brother uh Nissa's doppelganger's fiance and George's brother uh comes on the roof too the doctor comes from the other side and they surround him and they explain that that's not his that's not his that's not Anne uh, his uh, his fiance that's this other woman <laughs> and he looks down and sees Anne down below and is like oh okay and then lets her go and the doctor's like oh thank you thank you and then and then <laughs> <laughs> then. George's brother, um, Charles, is just like, oh, thank you so much, George. And then goes to hug him. And to avoid being hugged, he jumps off the roof to his death. Listeners,
0: I have never related to a fictional character.
1: Yeah.
2: It's just like the most introvert thing I've ever seen (laughs) captured on film. Hey, come here, buddy. His brother. His brother tries to hug him, and he he jumps off the roof <sighs> to his death.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah.
2: Amazing. Uh, again, ahead of its time. <laughs> yeah. Very modern. Death by attempted hug.
1: I wonder. <laughs> yeah,
2: death death by
0: attempted physical contact.
1: <laughs> I wonder if the people who hate this story are just not fans of, like, feminine gothic horror
0: that feels really true to me because yeah like i am getting that it is like the idea of like it's this family and they have this dark secret Mm -hmm. and we can't and she's like i'd rather die and there's this yeah it is very like it's very it it, it feels like like
1: an abridged like bronte novel
0: yes Mm -hmm. and it feels like a lot of it, it a story that a lot of boys would grow up reading and being like this is boring yeah yeah
2: it's like, uh, it's like Agatha Christie meets Mary Shelley.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically. Like, because I know that people are like, oh yeah, gothic horror, like the Hinchcliffe Holmes thing. But like, this is more like, fe- like fe- like Jane Eyre, like Bronte sisters, like gothic horror.
0: Yeah. Where yeah. there's like a
1: scandal and you know, a and secret maybe... and like a figure that's lurking in this big house. and. Hmm.
0: Yeah. I and mean, maybe now that we're living in like a, like a Crimson Peak kind of era where I, I, I think it's become... People are are taking a look at these stories in different ways. It mm-hmm. might have been passed off as, as quote girly or boring before. Maybe it's worth giving the story a second yeah. look.
2: Yeah, it might be might be more fun I than you so. remember in the eighties. Um, and then they all stick around for the funeral, and uh, yeah. and then they when they when they leave after the after the funeral, uh, the lady who has – I I don't remember ever apologizing to the doctor for lying uh, and almost getting him arrested for murder (laughs) um uh gives him a parting gift which is a copy of george's book that he wrote in brazil called the black orchid oh yay thank you thanks (laughs) just what i want this will remind me of the time that i watched a man die because he didn't want to be hugged right
0: (laughs) (laughs) or maybe he didn't even recognize it as a hug (laughs) hmm Maybe he just thought he was going to get hit again. Bye! (laughs) Oh, no! You raise someone? To expect only hatred, children. See? He turns to the
2: the companions.
0: It's important that we're all kind to each other.
2: (laughs) Adric is like, Doctor, I'd like to... No one cares what you like, (laughs) Adric. No one cares. No one cares. cares. God darn what you like. (laughs)
0: Give you a hug one of these days. <laughs> 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 oh my
2: god. Uh, I'll hug you right out of the TARDIS.
1: <laughs> 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 mm, oh,
0: man. Uh. See, the idea of thirteen having like three companions is something that I'm I'm looking forward to now because I think about moments like this or even last week. Like she the Oh, I get to say she know, the, the doctor is like, it, interesting things happen when they're in like a big group. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
0: throw a little robot dog in there, and you got uh, you got television gold. <laughs> true, true.
2: Um, oh
0: man, that was day changing news. I know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Should have saved it for the end. Um, oh man, but uh,
0: anyway, yeah. Can you imagine if I had somehow gone all summer without hearing that, and then like he pops up and like the. The, the premiere, and I just like lose my mind.
2: <laughs> I I hope I hope that I I, I hope she tracks down Canine, knowing that he's on Earth. Uh right, and yeah. and then it's just like. You know like I I, I I i'm you know I'm putting a team together, and canine's just like, I know some people, like it's just <laughs> yeah they're just friends that he's made along over the, I years. you know some people mistress, and then just,
0: well, I do anything for K-9. He baptized my daughter, <laughs> yeah, and that's who all the companions are,
2: <laughs> they're all just friends <laughs> of canine, yeah oh my God. Uh, the, the 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 premiere is called Canine and Company. Um, yeah, Canine and Company. Finally, <laughs> yeah. Like... Uh, anyway, um.
0: <laughs> so yeah, good story. Good. I don't under don't 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 agree with the reputation. Yeah,
2: I, yeah. It's uh, it's a, it's a it's a lot of fun, and it's
0: only two episodes. Like lighten up, people. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Come on. If this oh, was God. six episodes, then I'd understand but
0: like right. then i'd be like guys come on cuz it would be just be five episodes of the doctor being like trapped in the basement <laughs> right in a robe
1: that's yeah. not so bad uh. yeah i guess it's true.
2: yeah it's, I, that doesn't sound like yeah the worst thing ever. Yeah, fair enough um so yeah so that's it uh next week we've got uh the two doctors which is mm-hmm. uh which is which is going to be fun um so we get a we get a we get a, a – it's a six-doctor story, but it's also a second doctor story.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So that's going to be fun. Um, that's awesome. I'm so excited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that's that's the – is that the – no, no, no. There's one more Robert – there's like a couple more Robert Holmes stories, right? Um,
1: no, this is the last – no. Yeah, you're right. No. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Got,
2: yeah, he's yeah. Got, yeah, he's got two in Trial of a Time, Yes, load, right? yes, yes. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so anyway, uh, it's one of the last ones though. Um, but, uh, yeah, Two Doctors next week.
1: Lots of eating look- in that one too. Now that I'm thinking about it,
2: oh, I like that. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, something to look forward to in The Two Doctors. Uh, in the meantime, if you're on Facebook, make sure that you join the Doctor's Companion listener group there and, uh, you know, let's let's share some uh Doctor Who memes and you know, articles and things like that. Let's talk about Doctor Who, talk about the new episodes and things. Um, go check that out. Uh also follow us on Twitter if you're not already. And uh check out the other podcasts at duelinggenre dot com. Also check out our Patreon page, duelinggenre.com slash support. Uh it is it, Look, uh, you know, we – the Patreon, it's really helpful. Um, if you <laughs> want us – you know, like I recently found out that um, that this is one of our highest rated shows on Dueling Genre. And uh, as far as uh, listeners uh, listenership is concerned. And I feel like that's not – a lot of you aren't going to the Patreon. Um, and, you know, we have a goal there that is a TDC exclusive goal. Mm-hmm. If more of you become patrons – We will do more TDC-related material for the Patreon, and we probably won't take breaks anymore if this feels like it's, like, a primary show. But for so long, like, everyone's been so quiet listening to this show, and we've just been, like, steadily crawling up in the numbers, which I just wasn't even aware of. And then I checked (laughs) the numbers, and I was like, what in the world? Where do all these people come from? (laughs) So... Um yeah, I mean, you know, help us out on the Patreon and and help us uh make this show a little more a little more often and uh you know, we'll 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 definitely turn out for you. We'll we'll do more stuff with this show if uh if you help us out over there. Um let us know if if, if maybe maybe you just don't like the idea of the goal that we have. And if you don't, that's fine too. Give us some ideas. Yeah. We'll 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 listen. We'll do stuff. Um, so uh let us know there. And uh that's duelinggenre.com slash support. We really appreciate it. It it you have no idea how much just your five dollars a month helps everything that we do at dueling genre um and would help so much this show. <laughs> um and you know, we could make t-shirts, we could do all of that stuff, uh, but we we just need more uh more, more uh, Patreon money. Um, so, if you guys, uh, if you love what we're doing here and you want to support us, uh, we would appreciate it.